Hey guys, it's the Pylon Sports Podcast here. Just wanted to let you know the app Anchor has been super easy and super helpful with me starting my own podcast. It's free, super just understanding on how to, you know, start your own podcast, you know, gives details, gives explanations, and it's just been the best app to start, you know, my first ever podcast, and I'm super thankful for Anchor. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, I recommend going through Anchor. This is the Pylon Sports Podcast, signing out. What is going on, guys? It is the Pylon Sports Podcast here. I hope everyone's having a fantastic day today or whenever you're watching it. Otherwise, you know, just anyways, I hope your day's going fantastic. Today, I just wanted to talk, you know, have more of kind of a, you know, relaxing time, you know. We're going to talk about free agency. I went through and picked my top five free agents in the class this year. Um, We're just going to talk about them individually. Then I'm just going to discuss, you know, what top four, five teams I could see going after them. And then my prediction with the years and the contract salary. Unfortunately, there's a lot of teams in my predictions that are the same teams, but those are all teams that have a lot of money in free agency. Like, you won't see the Saints on here. You won't see the Bills, the Chiefs. You know, I think I do have the Ravens on here once, but you're not going to see a lot of those top teams that are really good but still struggling, you know, financially in the cap space. Packers, one of those teams too. But... Let's just hop right into it. We got five guys, and the first one is Dak Prescott. In five games this year, Dak Prescott was the best quarterback in the league. Let me say that again. In five games, Dak Prescott had 1,556 yards, nine touchdowns, and four picks. He did have a completion percentage of 68 which is which is still really good considering you know Josh Allen at sixty nine, I believe, um, six, I believe um, Rodgers had around sixty eight, Mahomes was I think sixty six, just around that range. But Dak Prescott in five games had almost two thousand yards. Yes, unfortunately, a lot of times in those games he passed for absurd amounts. Like against the Seahawks, he had four hundred and seventy two. That game was a was a barn burner. That was just a back and forth shootout. Then it gets Atlanta when they had when they made that crazy comeback. He had four hundred and fifty yards. Only had one touchdown that game, but that game was crazy, and he was phenomenal. And then unfortunately against the Giants, he got hurt. That was his worst game. Obviously, he got hurt pretty early. One hundred sixty six yards and a pick. But I just mean the the way he started off this season. It looked like if he was to play the whole season, he would have broken the yards record. Because five games in, I didn't even talk about the Cleveland game. Shit. The Cleveland game, he had 502 yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. While having a 71% completion percentage. 500 yards, 71% completion. Dak Prescott deserves top dollar money. Obviously, he came back from injury, but I think he's going to come back just fine. Some of the teams I see that could target him, obviously the Cowboys, I think the Bears, the Raiders, and the Jets. I think those four teams are some teams that, you know, could use some quarterback help. Obviously the Bears don't really have one. The Jets, they'll probably use a te- they'll probably use it on Zach Wilson. Who knows in the Raiders might look to trade Derek Carr. I don't know. But anyways, my prediction on Dak Prescott is the Cowboys giving him a four year, one hundred and twenty million dollar contract.
I like the Cowboys. They do have some other free agents like Chidobe Awuzie. We'll see if they bring him back. Um, they have Mari Cooper locked up. Zeke is... He's locked up, but he's getting worse and worse every single season, which amazes me. But I wish Dak Prescott all the health, and I hope he can do the same shit he did this season next year, but stay healthy because I want to see him... I don't like the Cowboys, by the way. I don't, I don't want it to seem like I like the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. Um, but I do like Dak Prescott, but we'll see. Next, I got Aaron Jones running back from Green Bay. Aaron Jones, since, um, Matt LaFleur became the head coach has dominated. When Mike McCarthy was the coach in Green Bay a couple years back, Aaron Jones was sitting like back up to third string in the running back charts. But since Matt LaFleur came in, Aaron Jones has dominated. This year alone, he had 201 carries, 1,104 yards, 9 touchdowns while averaging 5.5 yards a carry. When you're looking for a solid running back, you you hope that they can at least average over 4 yards a carry. And he got to 5.5. Aaron Jones has been dominant. He's been a beast. He's been a tank. And in the playoffs, um, when they were in the playoffs run this year, he looked really good. Obviously, a lot of times Aaron Rodgers was slinging it, you know, the Aaron and Aaron connection. But he looked good. Aaron Aaron Jones is going to get some good running back money. He's probably going to, you know, be the, you know, the top three highest paid running backs this year. And I think Green Bay might, might not have the, you know, good amount of cap space to be willing to offer him, you know, million, close to $40 million over like a four or five year stretch. I I don't think he's going to come back to Green Bay this year, but who knows? Some teams I had in the mix were the Packers, obviously, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, just because with the Cardinals, who knows what they're doing with Kenyon Drake, anything like that. And then the Broncos, because Phillip Lindsay, I believe, is a free agent this year, if I'm not wrong. And... Who knows if he'll come back, so if he doesn't, maybe they'll try and, you know, get in on the talks with him. Speaking of the Broncos, I'm going to go off track for just a few seconds. After I made my Deshaun Watson video, there's rumors that, that Deshaun Watson might be interested in Denver. Apparently he talks to uh someone on the team. I don't remember who it is. Eddie Jackson, maybe? I feel like he played on the Bears. But no, there's rumors that Deshaun Watson might might be have interest in Denver right after I made my damn episode. I did that like the third time that's happened in my episodes, and I made like this is gonna be my seventh one. The, the news needs to stop coming out right after I upload my episodes. It's pissing me off. Anyways, with Aaron Jones, I got him signing a five-year, thirty-six million dollar contract with Miami. Miami needs a running game, and obviously they could. They have two first-round picks. They could use one on a receiver, and then one on O lineman, but. I don't know. I don't know. But then maybe there's rumors of them going after ETN or Najee Harris. But I think that they should beef up their offense because their defense is the reason they made it to the playoffs. So I think if you really beef up the um, that offense more for Tua, then, then um, if you brought in Aaron Jones, drafted, say, Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase... I would probably go Devontae Smith, honestly, just because he played at Bama with Tua. That could be a nice little connection. That'd be pretty cool. But he's got to beef up that offense for the Dolphins. And I think if you brought in Aaron Jones and then brought in 
maybe another old lineman in free agency or focused a lot on that on the draft, that Dolphins team could be scary, especially as a Bills fan. Not looking forward to seeing that. Next, we got the TikTok star, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's something special, man. He's just... He, he's something. He didn't have an amazing year this year. 97, y- 97 receptions, 831 yards, 9 touchdowns while averaging 8.6 um, yards per catch. In my opinion, he was better at TikTok than he was on the field. Obviously, the the Steelers started off 11-0. Juju started doing the uh, Corvette, Corvette, yeah, yeah, hoo-ha on the uh, other team's logos. Washington wasn't having it. Buffalo wasn't having it. The Bengals weren't having it. And then they were like, shit, Juju, caught it out. We're now 11-3. and Okay, chill. So, that's whatever. I mean, it was okay when he did it to the Bills because, you know, we stomped their ass. <laughs> but Juju Smith-Schuster, when he is on the field, he's not bad. He's a, he's a good slot receiver. Obviously, after Antonio Brown left, everyone was expecting Juju Smith-Schuster to kind of just pop off and have these crazy monster seasons. And this year, you know, Chase Claypool had a good season. Deontay Johnson um, was decent. He struggled catching the ball. Same with Eric Ebron, but he was still decent. But my prediction that I have, now that I think about it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I would, I think it could be r- realistic. But the teams I have in the hunt are the Steelers, Jets again, Dolphins again, Chargers and Ravens. Chargers because obviously that thing came out on, I believe he was streaming, and they're like, oh, he's going to the Chargers. But obviously it was a joke, but I could still see it. I think him and Keenan Allen could be a really nice duo, especially with Mike Williams being a free agent, I believe, this year or next year. Hunter Henry being a free agent this year. Could cause some controversy, and I think he'd be pretty good next to Herbert. And then the Ravens. The Ravens just need a number one receiver. They have Hollywood Brown who I like, but he's not a number one guy. Um, Devin Duvernay, he's a rookie. He's young, but obviously he's not close to a number one guy. This team is just, it's it's interesting. They, That's who my prediction is, actually, the Ravens. I have the Ravens throwing him a four-year, $65 million contract, and Juju taking his TikTok account over to Baltimore. Crazy, I know. I, I usually try not to make it. Um, when I made these, I tried not to make it a uh, like a division rival because obviously it's not super common. But I had Dak Prescott staying, Aaron Jones going to Miami, and now Juju just going over to Baltimore. All right, my last two. They both play for the Bucks, so this should be interesting to talk about. First, we got uh, the Beast, Shaquille Barrett. I just, with with both these guys, I had to talk about their 2019 seasons compared to their 2020 seasons because both these guys had huge breakout 2019 seasons. And then when it came to contract years this year, they both struggled. I believe Shaquille Barrett is on a franchise tag, though. I believe. I'm not 100% sure. Don't, you know, don't take that out on me. I'm not 100% sure. But... With Shaquille Barrett, his 2019 season was freaking amazing. 19 and a half sacks, 37 QB hits, six forced fumbles. Um, I think I tried to find his tackles, but um, pro football, not pro football reference, really didn't help me out. 
Let's look it up, though. Let's type in Shaka Shaq Barrett. Shaquille Barrett. Yeah, you guys like that I uh, am going right off the spot here. I'm not even hiding it. <laughs> I don't, it's whatever. Uh, so last year, his ta his combined tackles was 58. So this year, he only or yeah, so he had 58 this year. Like I said, along with the 19 and a half sacks, 19 tackles for loss, 37 QB hits. Also had six forced fumbles. Um, and had an interception. Also played all 16 games. But in 2020, he slowed down a bit. Only had eight sacks, one less tackle, I guess, if that matters to you. Um, only 11 tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two forced fumbles. Wow, good good talk. Um, he just, he was still good this year. Don't get me wrong. He was still good. He just didn't play, didn't play as um, aggressive. He wasn't amazing, wasn't fantastic, and wasn't really dominant. Also, why the... Why did I just find out that Shaquille Barrett played in Denver? Did anyone else know that? He played in Denver for five years and had fourteen tackle and had fourteen sacks in his combined career. And then his first his first year in Tampa, he had the he was last year in his nineteen. What the hell? How did I not know Shaquille Barrett played in Denver? Wow. I'm sorry. That's that's embarrassing. Wow, Shaquille Barrett really played, really played in Denver. I'm gonna have to go watch. I'm gonna have to go watch videos of him in Denver. Holy shit, he played. He wore number what forty eight, huh? Wow, anyone? Yeah, he did win the Super Bowl that year too. Holy shit. Anyways, back to Shaquille Barrett. So twenty twenty was a down year. He's still a dominant speed rusher on the edge. Teams that um are gonna be in the mix for him, Tampa Bay. I got the Raiders because, God, they always need edge rushers. The Lions, they need everything. The Jets, they need everything. And the Bengals, they could use a top defensive guy besides Jesse Bates. And Mulgino Atkins is like 70 years old at this point. But I have the Bucks signing him to a four-year, $70 million contract, locking him up till he's about 32, 33. Man, I just, I'm sorry, guys. Wow, I just... <laughs> That's fine. Anyways, um, the last guy I wanted to talk about today, another guy who had a better 2019 season than 2020 season, it's Chris Godwin. I like Chris Godwin. I'm a fan of him. But his 2020 season has been kind of ripped on a little bit just because of his – of his. I said no. His 2020 season has been ripped on a little bit because of his 2019 season. If we take a look at his 2019 season, he had 86 receptions, also 121 targets, for 1,333 yards, 9 touchdowns, and averaged 15.5 yards per catch, or yards after catch, or yards after reception, anything like that. But as a receiver, he was nasty. He averaged 95 um, receiving yards a game. His catch percentage was 71, which at the time was um, about 10% higher than his his best season and he looked really good he looked very promising and he it, it looked like this next year was going to be another big year to especially in his contract year but this year just wasn't and part of it kind of falls on Tom Brady but not really because like we said in 2019 he had 121 targets this year 
playing two less games than he did in 2019, he only had 84 targets. He had 65 receptions, 840 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged about 12.9, so basically 13 yards after yards after yards per reception, and averaged 70 yards, 70 receiving yards a game, but had his best catch percentage at 77%. So as much as his yards were down, he was more consistent, and obviously that's what you want out of a receiver, except if you're talking this year's playoffs. Did some calculations, you know, use my calculator app. Um, so far in the playoffs, you know, each of the three games they've played, his catch, perc- his catch percentage is 51%. That's really not good at all, considering his rookie season when he had 34 receptions for 500 yards. His catch percentage was 62 so I don't I don't know. But if we go back and look at his stats in the playoffs against Washington, he was 5 for 79 with 41 catch percentage. Um against the Saints, he was 4 for 34 with 57% catching. And then against Green Bay was his best game almost yeah, pretty almost of the season except that Atlanta game week 17. Um five receptions, 110 yards. And 56, about 55, 56 catch percentage. He dropped, what was it, that one one or two touchdowns that game? He had nine targets. But he, I don't know. His hands were have just been iffy so far. Um, we'll see if that changes in the Super Bowl. But um, the teams I have going after Chris Godwin, you're going to hear a lot of the same teams. The Bucks, the Jets, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Bears. I have two options for Chris Godwin. Um they both involve the Bucks, so <laughs> the Bucks I think will either franchise tag him, and the franchise tag will roughly be probably between eleven million and like seventeen, sixteen million dollars. So it'll be a one year contract for about that that kind of money. Or they're gonna sign him for a five year one hundred and twenty million dollar deal. I've also heard rumors that the Jets are really interested in Chris Godwin, so I could see them snagging him. I could see the Lions making a push because Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. will be free agents and they're going to need somebody. I could also see the Bears because Allen Robinson's a free agent. Um, but we're just going to have to see. I've I really enjoyed doing this kind of this kind of you know episode today. I was going to do one on the Saints, and I had it all done, and then I just decided not to. So I might come back and talk about the Saints because I I had fun recording it. It's just. It was a little all over, all over the place. It was not very clean, you know, content-wise. But that's really it. You know, this free agency class has a lot of guys, good receivers, good O-linemen. Quarterback class is iffy considering it's Dak Prescott, then like Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. So that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I had fun doing this. This is – I have – I want to do this probably a couple weeks ago, but – I've waited a little bit to see, you know, possible rumors of any other guys in free agency or any of those top five guys we talked about, but really haven't heard anything because most of them were in the playoffs or ones recovering from an injury. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. That's all I got. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Stay tuned. See you guys.